0: And welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show brought to you by the Influence Alliance, the business building community for change makers who want to build a sustainable, scalable business they love. Yes, I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you want the freedom to think big, achieve more and create meaningful change and do things differently in your business you've got many, many thoughts, many, many ideas, but you just don't know where to start. Well, if you've answered yes, then today's guest is certainly a must listen to. And if you want to jump on and ask questions, please feel free to uh, do that. Joining me on today's show is Kara Macklin. Kara, she is an award-winning serial entrepreneur, a global chief vision mentor and professional coach from me and I, elevating ambitious entrepreneurs to create meaningful change. Now, Cara spent 15 years as director of the multi-million pound healthcare and hospitality group, the Macklin Care Group, which grew from three businesses with 250 staff, to seven businesses and 600 staff and created Ireland's first lifestyle care home. Now, with an innovative mind and ambitious drive, Cara now helps share or helps other dynamic growing entrepreneurs globally to think big and achieve even more by sharing what she has learned. Now, on today's show, she is going to share how to learn or how you can learn award-winning new age strategies to create a culture of ideation and innovation thinking or innovative thinking, understand why a culture of ideation is so important to survive in the future, as well as what challenges can inhibit this thinking. So welcome to the show, Cara.
1: Thank you, Anne-Marie, so much. It's lovely to be here.
0: Yes, absolutely. Oh, and there we go. We've had some real interesting uh, tech challenges today, but you know what, the show goes on and I love today's topic because many businesses have been challenged, They found themselves facing challenges which they probably had never even thought that they may experience. And I know through your career and through, you know, many of the, the initiatives that you've implemented in the Macklin Care Group, I'm sure we can learn so much from you. So tell us a little bit, i love to hear a bit of a backstory, the shortened version, obviously, but what was it and what is it about creative disruption, innovation, ideation, all of that, that really attracts you? Was it something that you recognised as an early age? What was what was that journey for you? Uh,
1: funny, I was chatting to someone today about this, I, I've always been very creative um, in terms of wanting to do things differently and and think of how you put different things together to create a different outcome. So that was from an early age and and I've always been, you know, massively interested in business and entrepreneurship. I was asked at eight years old what I wanted to do, and and I said I wanted to run Tammy Girl, which was a a fashion high street chain at that time in, in the UK. My first business I had at 15, um, running buses to local nightclubs. And and then as I went through my career, I, I worked in London for a while and then came back to the family business, which as you've said is, is care homes and, and we my parents have a four-star hotel and we've property and and I knew my niche was always you know how to think of the next level how to think of doing things differently um, and how to get the best out of a team to do that and so I you know that was really what I was always very passionate about and and certainly we've seen in the last year it's it's more important than ever so so that obviously led on to me you know as you said disrupting the, the healthcare industry a number of years ago and then now I, I go out and help. I've run my own business now. I left the family business. So the skills that I've learned and um, the mistakes I've made, I want to teach other, you know, big thinking and, and very dynamic entrepreneurs how to, you know, a strategy and a process that I use rather than going through the mistakes and, and doing the things that I did wrong.
0: Yeah, I love that. You know, we hear a lot uh, of times businesses saying, you know, want to think big, want to do big things, got big goals. And uh, whether that really is seen within their business. We can think it, but taking the right action uh, is certainly something that's going to be so important. When you look back, to, you know, some of the things that you were doing previously to to what happened to now. I'm sure there are similar principles, several, similar processes, techniques, all of that. But I know that a lot of businesses who think that, look, we're just waiting for things to go back to normal, you know, with kind of those those air quotes. I mean, if businesses aren't thinking or rethinking, reshaping, renewing what they're doing and hoping that things will go back to normal. I mean, I mean, even buyer behaviour has changed, hasn't it? Businesses need to look at across different aspects of their business, a, a, a renewed thinking. So, talk a little bit about that, what you're seeing happen, especially because of what's happened over the last kind of 12, 18 months.
1: Sure. I mean, we all know, you know, human behavior psychology has massively changed. I mean, one of the things that the most important thing when we go to Maslow's hierarchy of needs is safety. That's the number one thing humans need. So that's where when COVID hit, that impacted everybody instantly, because not only were they not safe, there was something attacking them that they couldn't even see. So it was attacking our health and wellbeing, our lives, our livelihoods, and it was like this abyss. It was, you know, here, but we couldn't see it. So that's what really scared everyone to the very core. Um, and I suppose for me, I mean, you say what's well, different for me, you know, yes, my life has been impacted like everyone else's, but actually nothing is different in the sense that I've been the the crazy person for all my life, you know, change, you know, creating change, you know, opportunities. I love this kind of environment, which, you know, I'm not like most people. Um, my teams, God love them years ago, used to hate when I went on holidays, you know, because I used to come back with a bit of free time and, and lots of new mad ideas. So, you know, this you know, and I, I said it probably four or five years ago in, in a business event. I I believed then that, that what we're seeing now, I certainly didn't predict COVID, but I, I did believe that the future of business was going to be extremely volatile, extremely uncertain, extremely disruptive. And I wish I could tell your listeners any different, but I don't believe it's going to be any different. You know, for us, we had Brexit. We still haven't got out of Brexit in the UK and Northern Ireland's caught in the middle of that. We're still in that. Um, I mean, I grew up, with my parents running business with, I don't know if you know the history of Northern Ireland, but a lot of political unrest. So that was a constant part of business every day. Um, And now COVID, and and if it's not COVID, it's going to be something else. So for me, this, you know, principle of what I do now with people is if you aren't flexing your muscle of creative thinking and ideation as a leader, um, you know, my opinion is you're not going to survive in the future.
0: Totally agree and uh, as someone who who can resonate with that, there's nothing more um, inspiring than having a break because that's often when the the best ideas come to you. Let's talk about then award-winning and these are obviously things that you've been recognised for, the steps that you put into place, award-winning new age strategies to create this culture of ideation and innovative thinking. First of all, let's, let's define what you would say and have seen, obviously, everything that you're talking about now it's not just ideas you've implemented them across the business and as we mentioned you were able to take um, the business the Macklin Care Group uh, from three businesses with 250 staff to seven businesses and 600 staff and I'm sure you've got a lot of other successes through the clients who've implemented these as well but when you talk about culture of ideation and innovative thinking what does that mean to you?
1: So if I give you an example, a lot of the leaders I work with say to me, oh Cara, why am I the only one that has to come up with the solutions in this business? Why does everyone come to me when the problems happen? Um, you know, Why am I sitting here on a Friday afternoon trying to do my day-to-day job and then I'm trying to solve these problems of the future? And I say back to them, well that is your problem because that's not the way it should be. Um, so if I tell you how I, you know, yes when I led businesses at the beginning it was like that, but very quickly well, when I say very quickly, any change management takes time, but very quickly, pretty instantly, I was starting to work on how do I get the best out of my people and how do I get the best ideas out of them. So unless something drastic went wrong, which sometimes it does on a Friday evening, but you know, my week consisted of staff coming to me with more ideas, bigger ideas, ideas outside of their department, and they, you know, people think, oh, you have to be a certain level. I mean, I'm working with one leader at the minute who's. Who's now a you know a C-suite person, and they said, "Okay, I always believed that these visionary leaders were created that way." She said, "Now I realise their strategies and principles to help you think bigger, to help you, you know, look to the future, to be more strategic." Um, which I'm now teaching her, and and you can teach your staff that too. So when you see a culture of the ideas are not just coming from the people at the top, because actually that's not where the best ideas come from, in my opinion. Um. It comes from a combination of people, your customers as well. I mean, I teach leaders how to get, you know, there's amazing ideas within your customers. You just need to ask them and have the right systems to get it out of them. People often say to me, oh, we'll bring in a consultant, you know, an innovation consultant to tell us how to run our business better. I totally disagree with that.
0: It makes so much sense because there's nothing better than someone who's who's engaging with mm-hmm. your products and services, who's using it from a customer level. And I love the way that you've said, look, you need to cr- create a, a culture of ideation across all aspects of your, your business. And when you start to create that, and it needs to be part of the culture, it needs to be part of the documentation and encouragement. And I think one of them, we've got to talk about what challenges challenges that can inhibit this thinking as well. But please feel free to to jump in. And by the way, we are going live. uh, And so if you've got a question or a comment, you need to step on in, ask the question, and I'll bring that forward uh, for Cara to answer. You need to be able to be clear on what that looks like and, and encourage, you know, your team to do that. Maybe even put systems into place on how people can approach you because often when there's all you know, lots of ideas flying your way as the leader in the business, it can become quite overwhelming. But what you don't want to do is get to a stage where you say, look, I can't talk to you now because what you'll do is you'll shut that down. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that it comes from you knowing what that is, being able to, to express it to your team but then also create a structure, a format that, again, strategically allows them to come forward so that you're not consistently bombarded. But what do you think the biggest challenge is to creating this culture of ideation and maintaining it and ensuring it runs effectively?
1: There's so many challenges, but I think the first one is, you know, I work with leaders who are scaling their business. So they start out and, you know, they're at that point where the business is very successful financially, but now they're bogged down in the detail. They they actually have to run it. Um, they can't let go and still feel that they've got control of the business. So they're they're doing the strategic. They're trying to do the strategic working on the business, but actually they can't do it because they're, you know, I say in the trenches. Um, and actually that's not where they enjoy being, and that's not where they should be. So the first challenge is getting them out of that. Um, and helping them to be able to let go. You know, I say let go in a controlled way. You know, and there's ways that you do that. Um. The challenge of them being in that zone is, firstly, I mean, you said it, they don't have time to think properly. You know, one of the analogies, I've done a lot of work with, you know, innovation consultants all over the world to enhance my knowledge. And, and one of the things I learned um, was the terminology, the penny drops, um, is where Einstein, I think, um, sat with a penny between his legs. And when, the, when he went into a subconscious state and was just about to fall asleep, the, he put his, his feet were in a tin, sorry, so the penny hit the tin. So that woke him up and whatever was in his mind, he wrote down. So he trained himself to get into that zone of, you know, relax. We don't come up with good ideas. You know, I, I say to people, when do your best ideas come? They come in the shower, they come when you're out for a walk, they come when you're on holidays. They don't come when you're in work really, really busy. So you have to recreate that shower moment for your staff and work, you know, because people say, oh, well, I've asked the staff for ideas, car they don't have any. And I said, well, it's not like a light switch. You know, if I just say to you now, well, just tell me 10 new ideas, you don't just come up with it." So leaders need to give their staff the time and create the environments. Um, The other challenge leaders have is, you know, there's the analogy, what got you here won't get you there. But of course, what got them here has been very, very successful, which is their own expertise, their own rivers of thinking. But the more successful they are, the deeper that is. And to disrupt that is very difficult because the more, di- you know, the more experience you have in an industry and the longer you're in it or the more successful you are, the harder it is to, to help you think differently. So there's ways I do. So one of the things I say is who is on your board or who is on your senior team that is that disruptive person, you know, so I would do work that I am that person on boards for people. Um, so, you know, I would have brought in people in the businesses I had that were not in the same industry as us for that exact reason, because you can't, when you're doing the same thing day in, day out yourself, you cannot, it's virtually impossible to disrupt your own thinking. Um, and when you start to bring the culture into your team, the hardest part then is when you start to ask staff for ideas. So they are petrified because they think, are you trying to catch them out? Their ideas aren't good enough. You're the leader. So you tell them what to do. You know, we all went to school and the leader stood at the front of the classroom and they told us the right or wrong way to do it. So from we were four years old, we've been ingrained in a system that the person at the top knows the answers. They tell us the answer. They tell us how to get to the answer and we do it. The same thing happens in business. So we are training people from four years old actually, you know, right through their lives, not to be imaginative and come up with ideas. So that there is no surprise then that people are in the workplace and they cannot come up with solutions. And that's where COVID hit so many businesses so badly because their whole culture was person at the top tells everybody what to do they do it but of course the person at the top no longer knows all the answers because the environment is so complex.
0: Yeah, yeah. We talk, I know that we've talked a lot uh, in this show about entrepreneurship and a lot of now, even in schools, you know, I see the curriculum even as, you know, secondary and and I think even in in primary, uh, they talk a bit more about entrepreneurial skills because being an entrepreneur is about problem solving, finding new ways and doing things. But I also had a conversation with someone who specialised in the area of intra. Entrepreneurship. And that was where you've got these team members working for you who very much come up with ideas and but work under you know the structure of an entrepreneur. So for entrepreneurs listening to the show, you want to get entrepreneurs onto your team, but you also want to create that culture, which what you're saying, Cara, because you mentioned it can be learned. It can be learned if it's nurtured and supported. Uh, and I know for many people who are listening and watching this show, they are more of the solopreneur and growing. Mm-hmm. However, as you so beautifully reminded us, there we get to a stage that we can be, and we've heard this expression before: victims of our own success. As we continue to grow, we need to have team, the right team, in the right roles before we even need them. But when we get stuck in the, you know, the humdrum of the, the day-to-day operations it can be difficult to kind of you know lead that way create that path but it's so 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 important where would someone then start when it's it just say and, and you don't have to spend too much time in this but if it's that first step to recognizing okay Kara, i am the bottleneck of my business i do need to start looking at team what are some of the things that you've foreseen when it comes to you know, expanding our team, are there some of these strategies that you've implemented that you've seen are so crucial to hiring the right team and, and ensuring that that doesn't become a huge complex issue? Because that often will happen too, which will stop, in, you know, ideation as well. Are there some insights you can share here too?
1: Yes, I mean, you've covered quite a lot in that. But if I, if I go, I mean, I, when I had much bigger teams, I was very, I wasn't strict about very many things, but I was extremely strict about recruitment. You know, when I say to people, it's actually, it's really awful that people bring in people that are not right for a job, because the impact on people's mental health, you know, emotional health, financial well-being, when they, you know, I don't believe anyone starts a job that doesn't want to go into the job. to just have to start it all over again. Recruitment is a difficult process for anybody. Um. So we work very hard and have a very, rig- and when I say rigid, I don't mean rigid as in, you know, putting pressure on people in an interview, but rigid in that we want to get the right people. Um. And we want that, you know, I say to people in an interview, you're here interviewing us as much, if not more than we're interviewing you. And I've always been like that, you know, 10 years ago, because it has to be a fit for both people. You have to realise in terms of an ideation culture, you have to realise that you very different personalities, you know. I talk about the four different types. The minute I say innovation or ideation to some people like you and I, Amory, our eyes light up. Exactly. So we're just like Let's in any do company it. that we're on that team. There's other people who are not that personality. That doesn't mean they don't have great ideas. You have to figure out different questions to ask them. So one of the things I say in my leaders, and you know, people think this idea of ideation or creative thinking is about Google or coming up with the next iPhone. That that's not what it is for me. It's about constantly creating better ways new ways solutions so you know a very simple example um, in hospitality you know a waiter that comes up with a better system to take orders you know we you know we had one situation where we were having difficulty the orders that were being taken um, were coming out wrongly and he very simply said well whenever we take the order from the table now this is done in hospitality anyway but because he came up with this idea he said whenever we take the order from the table why don't we make it a policy that all the staff have to go, you know, go back over the order with the table and just say, "Oh, Amory, you've ordered burger and chips. Car, you've ordered coke and a steak." And I mean that cut, you know, that reduced like twenty percent issues down to two percent. You know, so it's it's this constant small, not point not a one percent of solutions every day from everybody that moves a business forward. It's not, you know, the Steve Jobs and the iPhone for me is once in a lifetime. Um, mm-hmm. so that's that's the hard part and just knowing different people look at things differently, so I train people how to ask different questions, I train them how to see the different types of people on their team and understand, you know, some people will be able to do it in a public setting, i.e. a group setting, some people who are more introverted, you know, I would have known to go and talk to them in a a much more relaxed format and one of the lines, I mean this is probably a good one for people who are starting a team, you know, one of the lines I teach every new leader I have with me is, If this was your business,
0: what would you do? Or how can we make your job better? What things can we implement or do for you uh, that can make your job better? And thank you. I was going to ask you, you know, around when we're thinking about innovation, we often think of the Elon Musk's. But when we're thinking about our business and any business, and what you've just reminded us of is you can look at the entire customer journey from prospective customer right through to onboarding the customer to continuing you know with that customer over a long term and then even look at your documentation in your processes Mm -hmm. and each and every one of those things if we look at that one percent come up with great questions that enables us to bring the best out of our team if we look at... And when you say this, this kind of four, are you talking about DISC, you know, D-I-S-C, with those kind of... Or is it something different? Well,
1: sort of similar. I suppose you've got... I mean, the, the one I use is, you know, you've got 20% to start, so there you and I will jump And I knew we're great starters, we're terrible finishers, but we're the people who, you know, will be all fired up at the beginning of a project. You have the people at the end of this um Graph who are some people would be negative about these people and say they're just difficult you know they won't change at all they've been here too long Um, and sometimes that happens don't get me wrong but but those are the people who need a lot more evidence so just saying you know if you say the word change or innovation or ideas or new ways of doing things to them they immediately think well why are we changing it the you know don't break it if it's you know don't fix it if it's not broken so they go into that arena of like you're just changing this for the sake of it so you have to be careful actually because the people like you and i do keep changing things because yeah. we get bored we'll so, you know, because we want yeah so you, you know you have to be careful because businesses can't sustain that either um so you need to understand and then there's the two groups of people in the minute in the middle one leans more towards the first set so they don't jump as quickly they need a bit of evidence um and a bit more arm around the shoulder and then the second lot um, they wouldn't be difficult, but you'll see them sitting back in a meeting and it, you know, it might take two or three meetings with them. Whereas the people at the end, it might take 20. And the, you know, the people at the end of the graph, you might need to meet on a one-to-one. Um, but the key thing is I mean, I say to people for any new ways of doing things, you don't have to get everybody in the organization across the line. You have to get it to the tipping point, yeah. which is you get the majority. So it's the 80-20 rule, but you need to make sure the tidal wave is pulling towards your first group of people. And not your last group of people, because if the last group of people get a hold of the other 80 percent, you're in big challenges. Yeah. We have a whole system around how we do that.
0: That's right. And, and you know, what I what I think is so important, and especially for, for us who are very much those innovators, we love to change things. We do things the same old, same old, same like, oh, you know, but we need those people as kind of stability, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I remember a time where I was working with someone, we got something mapped out, and it was already mapped out, and I was thinking other things. Is it just pulling you right back to earth there? And, okay, let's just work on that. However, I, you know, there's always a balance, isn't there? And as that visionary is the leader, we need to make sure that we're not creating so much of that fast pace, that we lose those people because we do need them. I mean, I'd imagine that... If around the board table, and we've got all of those different styles of people and the way they approach things. If we know and we recognize that they can see that there are issues that we need to address, we could really say, well, look, what are some things that could be done? Just small changes. Um, but I, I love the way that you've said, you know, the 80-20 rule. If you get 80% of people who do implement that change and who can drive that then the others may not necessarily, it may take them a little bit longer, but we do need those follow through people, those people that once it's there, once they love that, once they recognize and see the benefits, they are there driving behind the scenes, aren't they implementing it? And so,
1: I mean, I'm saying that, you know, the other 20%, some of the most, inverted commas, challenging people at the beginning of the project, do not underestimate how powerful they are in the change when you get them on board, you know, they are, they've been some of my biggest drivers in making something happen. Um yeah. so, you know, entrepreneurs and leaders often think, oh well they're just difficult. I'm not gonna worry yeah. about them, I'm gonna focus on the others. No, I focus very much on them as well. Um yeah.
0: because And they someone are, who, uh, who I would imagine is is kind of a stakeholder amongst that group, because if you can get them on side, that one person who is, there they will be an advocate. For you, and that they a lot often share those ideas. It's interesting when you know we're talking about different approaches of people. You know, often in business, we feel that there is conflict; that we feel that we're being held down by our team. But in actual fact, when we recognise the different communication styles, the preferences, it's going to take people longer. When we have that appreciation and are able to adapt to be able to get the best out of our team, because at the end of the day, we're all working for the same. Vision, aren't we? We're all working the same mission. We all want the same results for our customers if we've hired correctly, and it's just a matter of uh, recognizing that. You mentioned something earlier on, and I want to re- remind people of that. So, if you're just joining me, just repeating, we've got Kara Macklin. She, your, your label or your title, I loved it. Was it creative, disruptive? Uh, strategist, I think I, I yeah, read on, on your yes, yeah, exactly on on your LinkedIn profile. I mean, you mentioned with the, the various challenges that you've uh, experienced. You know, just in in your country and in your nation, uh, it's created in you. Uh, I, I would imagine this this ability to be very agile to look at different ways of uh, doing things differently. But but not only just through challenges, but also just from a is this able to be improved? And as you've mentioned early on, we're now at a stage where businesses need to be more agile. They need to create this culture of ideation and in innovation. Even the smallest of things, you don't need, you need to completely come up with something. So moving forward then as businesses who who maybe have not Created that, you've mentioned a number of key insights, but let's just talk about from a leader's point of view, because I think we need to hold that vision. We need to hold true to that, even whilst the rest of the team continue to get on board. So, speak to some of the the leaders and visionaries that that are listening and watching, and, and even the recording. What are some of the things that you know are so important? from a CEO, that leadership, that leader of that business to maintain, to ensure that we hold on to that because agility and the ability to adapt and change and innovate is so important moving
1: forward. You've got some insights to that? Yes, sure. I mean, it's like anything we all, you know, what happens in a business exactly mirrors a leader. So unfortunately, when when things are going badly, um, it, it mirrors exactly you and when it's going well. And and I say to leaders, you cannot create a business that's agile and a culture of ideation unless you're doing it yourself. So some of the things I say, okay, what development have you done in the last three months? Um, What groups are you going into that are different from your normal group? You know, what you would have found in industries are people hang out with people in the same industry or the same country or the same you know, businesses in a local town and that's very important for an, an element of the business in terms of networking, collaboration, and, and I do that too. But but where do you go and, and meet the people who think differently do you do? Because when you, you're in that environment, it disrupts your thinking. Um what different podcasts are you listening to? Um, you know, to disrupt and, and you know I you talk at the beginning about thinking big and disruption and all that this stuff is not easy very right. difficult it's a lot easier you know human nature it's a lot easier to keep doing the same thing over and over again and, and back to covid that's why it hit everyone so badly because not only did we have to do things differently we had to do things differently overnight immediately so that's... the people who weren't agile and i say it in a sport analogy you know you can train very hard to be strong and lift weights if you don't you know stretch every day you're training and be flexible you'll lift a weight someday and you will pull a muscle and you will wreck your leg And that's exactly what happened in covid businesses were very strong at what they were good at but they weren't flexible so when this other thing hit that they didn't foresee they didn't have that um flexibility so so that's the the key thing and um in terms of a leader and and certainly you know you know i'm saying this for my own development as well i have always in my whole career had mentors and leaders and coaches and people around me to disrupt my thinking because you know it's like having a personal trainer I just believe, you You know, they can watch and see and fix the one or two things you're doing wrong that makes such a massive difference to your overall performance. Um, and that's what, you know, those sort of people bring as well to the table for a leader, because it's it's very lonely being an entrepreneur. It's very difficult, you know, being a leader and trying to do all of this on your own. Yes, you have a team around you, but but it, that's different from, from someone who is very objective alongside you. So that would be some of the Recommend and you know this is recommendations that I that I have done myself. So everything I recommend to other people is what has worked for me.
0: Yeah, such a great um, great insight there. When we think about our teams and even people outside of business, what we've been through has just impacted every you know individual uh, uh, across the planet and so many people are going to be finding that their mental health you know their emotional that it has their muscle has been stretched and in those instances you know a few people have said and I've just got go and get support go and talk to one who is skilled who is an expert in this area to be able to talk through that and that's the same with business owners it can take one word and being in one environment where you're listening and you're listening. and all of a sudden they plant a seed or they say something and it takes you on a completely different trajectory and you think, I think that's relevant for me. And it's not just a would like to have to do one day, it is a must get in, Mm -hmm. get, get that support to stretch your thinking because we need to not only be here implementing, overseeing, supporting team, we always need to have an aspect of kind of the risk management, the stretching, what's coming up, And I think that's just gonna be part of um, the CEO gym, isn't it, getting in there, the leader gym. We need to be stretching that because, as you so beautifully said, we need to be doing that ourselves. And when we start to do that, it'll trickle down. It just does in, into the team. And when you start to get really clear on that, often a lot of businesses aren't clear. I'm sure you would you would recognise that yourself, Cara, When you're working with a leader who says, "Well, you know, we're doing this and this and this," they think we think that we're really innovative in that. But you could probably pick out a lot of different things. And once they realise that, it's like I had no idea. Um, which is wonderful. So share a little bit more about the work that you do. How can people find out more about you? What's the best way to connect? All of that good stuff, Cara.
1: Sure. So I do a number of different things. So I, I do a program where I, you know, teach the principles and strategies um, that I use in a, in a very structured way that people can work through. Um, I also do one-to-one um, work with leaders who want me to themselves um, and, and very much a closer relationship. Um, one of the other things I do as well is I, I'm i on you know boards or advisory boards of companies where I am that as you say creative disruption strategist so I'm the one that you know can ask, the, I say when you're not in an industry that's the best person because I can ask the stupid questions and not not feel stupid because um, that's the other problem with when you're in an industry you don't want to do anything different because you should know what you're doing and if you step out from doing that and you do something different and it goes wrong, all of a sudden you're not an expert anymore. Whereas when you bring in someone who's not in the industry, they can say and do things and, and help around a senior table um, to just shift your thinking completely. Um, so I do that as well. And um, So in terms of finding me, my, my website is CARAM, that's my company, CARAM.org.uk. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as well, very active and Facebook and I've also got a, you know, I've recorded a webinar for your listeners that they can have for free. Um, yeah. So it's on the website karam.org.uk forward slash the ambitious entrepreneur. And your, your picture and my picture will come up on that page, Amry, and your oh, logo wow. so they'll know they're on the right place. So that just teaches again, some, you know, more additional things of, um, that people can, can take away and, and hopefully implement.
0: Yeah, that's fabulous. Look, thank you so very much for creating that. That's just marvellous. And, of course, for those of you who who are listening to the audio, you'll know that we've got comprehensive show notes as well with all of the highlights. We've got a workbook uh, for you too. We'll have the link that uh, Cara just mentioned. So print out the workbook. You'll bring that, you know, you've got all of the insights there that you'll be able to pick up from today's show. But then definitely go and watch the webinar because, as As Kara has just mentioned, moving forward, we need to have the mindset uh, of, uh, you know, being more innovative across all aspects. It can be just the smallest thing that we change that can make the biggest impact. I remember, Kara, years ago hearing one of my colleagues who was talking about marketing and she was talking with a business who was an in-person business and they came up with this great idea that they would open an extra day and I think it was a Friday, and then they were quite surprised that no one actually took them up on that. So when they actually went and asked their customers, which was probably something they should have done beforehand, the customers said, well, because many of us are women, uh, Friday is not good for us, but if you could do this and this, It would be wonderful. Just through asking and changing their hours to suit their existing team members, uh, their existing customer base, just I think doubled their business. And it's things like that across all of the aspects of, of the business you know, all of the little 1% can add up to incredible percentage. And I think even the, the success alone, and I'm sure you could give feedback to this, Cara, when you do start doing that as a business, and and this is so important to recognise the team, praise them for that, you know, bring it back to them and say, look at what you guys have created. That goes a long way too doesn't it in them sharing even more ideas because they can see the outcome and the successes that have been able to be achieved because of this culture of ideation and innovation yes
1: oh hugely important i mean i if you you know people say to me i can't get buy-in from the team to do things i said well the easy way is they come up with the idea i mean even ideas at my team like if i had a care assistant or a waiter or you know anybody people would say in, in inverted commas are, are lower down in the organization they're actually not in my view because they're they're facing clients so they're the most important in an organization but if they came up with an idea they were part of the team implementing it yeah. so that meant if we had you know strategic workshops boardroom type stuff meetings those people were given time off the floor paid to sit in that room with those whoever you know so when it comes to ideas there is no hierarchy um, you know, everyone's in a room. Um, share the um, love, you, share the gratitude. I you make sure, I mean, mm-hmm. I made sure that, you know, I still talk about amazing ideas that my team come up with. And, you know, and that's my job. My job is to create that environment in a business that they come mm-hmm. up with ideas. And once they come up with them and start to implement them, the leader can, you know, start to talk to the beginning about leaders who can't let, you know, let go. They can start to let go and know that it's going to be in good hands as long as they have, a, you know, a few key things in place to, m- to make sure it's done properly, um, and they can move on to the next thing, which is what they need to do because there's no one else doing that, um, you know, which is which is really important as well. And and one of the things that came to my mind there just when you were talking about, you know, the Friday opening, what I would say is, if you're going to do this kind of work, um, in your business, and and I believe you need to, otherwise you will not survive, as I said, but you will get it wrong. Like there you know, you'll come up with ten ideas, one might work. I mean so people now would look at that Friday example and say, Why did we not think of that in the first place? The way I look at it is brilliant. By doing the Friday example, we now have the information from customers. If we hadn't done the Friday example, customers wouldn't have come back and said to us, Well, that's great, but that doesn't work for us. So it's it's how you view these things. You know, a lot of people would view that as a failure. I would view that as a brilliant step in getting to the next step which doubled the business. If we had never done it, we would never have got to the next step. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah.
0: And be mindful who you share your ideas to and with. And there's a fine balance, isn't it? I know sometimes, you know, I come up with those ideas and my husband just goes, yes, yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? As you've just said, one idea lands to the other, to the other. As long as we've got a focus and we've got that mm-hmm. solid uh business model in place. I have loved today's conversation. I could talk to you all for the rest of the day, you know. Uh, Me too. But it's good you've got to get in my in in um you know, in in the 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 sphere, if you will, of people such as yourself, others who are in, because there's a different type of energy, doesn't it, when when you get a group of people like that around the room, and so look out for them and treasure those relationships that you build with colleagues that you can kind of brainstorm because you just never know what you could you know, um, come up with just with sharing something, and I think now is so much more important, which is why I love having these conversations and networking with people around the globe, because, you know, we now realise that there's so many more people online, you know, it's don't wait ever was. open up again. There are things that, you know, you and I met through LinkedIn. Um, yes both of us, and, and when we were talking, I thought, oh, I've got to get you on the show. Logistics, location does not matter now. We've got technology that enables mm-hmm. us to tap into great minds such as yourself, hire people, you know, invest in people such as yourself around the globe. And so, you know, we're not able to seek that unless we're searching and we're doing that intentionally and it needs to be part of our day-to-day business. So thank you once again for coming on the show. Reach out thank to Carl so please me. that. And um, again, I really appreciated uh, our conversation today.
1: This podcast is brought to you by the influencealliance.com.
0: Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.TheInfluenceAlliance.com forward slash podcast series. That's
1: TheInfluenceAlliance.com forward slash podcast series. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.